0: Get lost in your words It feels so good when I'm hurt Takes my mind off of the pain Love when the beat takes me away With only good music Oh, oh, oh With only good music Something about the things you said Stay tomorrow It goes so crazy A time with beat Man, I love the feet. It's the way the music comes over me The emotions I get I won't fight Sometimes the music is just To make you cry and dry your eyes You know when the music Is the way you can hide Well, I, I get lost In your words The beat. Take me away with only good music Oh, 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 with only good music I tell Rihanna, please don't stop the music Cologne strum my pain with the fingers? I could really use it Quiet storms full of purple rain My sharia more lovely as a summer day I'll let the whispers follow Marvin Gaye in my headphones, till the music starts to fade away I give away my brown sugar for a bit of pop If love really was a bullet, I'd have took the shot Yeah. Uh. Now would you buy me a drink, just to take me home Put your game in a song, just to make me moan I like my robin, take me alone A thug out bone, triple shots, that's the trade I get lost in your words, it feels so good When I'm hurt Take my mind off of the pain Love when the beat takes me away With only good music
1: Good morning, good afternoon. Hello, hello. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of you. We're going to get our show started in a very few moments. We had some technical difficulties, of course we did on this particular show, but as soon as our second selection ends, we will begin our program. All right, everyone, let's try this again. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of you, wherever you are listening in this world. Welcome to a very special session here on Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio. Oh, boy. Where does one begin this evening? Special shout out to Brother Gene. I see he's over in our show chat room and a special welcome to all of you who are in our call query. Thank you so much for being here this evening. If I sound a little um, worn out and tired, it's because I am the title of this special town hall session tonight is an unquiet riot. It's time to talk about the hatred in this country, and it's time to heal and talk about where we go from here. There is no um, surprise that uh, the insurrection that took place uh A few days ago on January the 6th of 2021 in Washington, D.C., has um, been seen and heard around the world. And it's no different than with this program. And before we get started, that's one of the things that I haven't done in a while that I would like to give a shout out to all of the countries and provinces. And we have grown by leaps and bounds since the last time I did our Metrics and analytics and all of that. So I wanted to give a shout out to all of our listeners in the United States of America, Canada, Mexico, the United Kingdom, Norway, Russia, Finland, Spain, the Ivory Coast, Nigeria, South Sudan, South Africa, Kenya, Ethiopia, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Romania, the Czech Republic, Germany, Ukraine, Iran, India, China, Vietnam, Malaysia, Australia, Japan, Denmark, Italy, Tunisia, and the Philippines. If I missed any of you, I promise you that I will get back to our regular uh, announcements of that, and I will catch you the next time and when I pull our next uh, analytics. But as you know, at the beginning of this program, Um, We had some technical difficulties. My voice was not coming through. All I could hear was a bunch of static. And then some of my other uh, equipment also um, uh, had some strange noise coming through, so forgive me for that. Don't know what that was about, but, of course, when you're trying to talk about justice and healing, Uh, to rise up against the hatred. These are the things that tend to happen. So as you all have heard, and you know that um, a lot of people have sent me their feelings about uh, the incident that we all witnessed in Washington, D.C., at our Capitol. Um, And some of us are left with so many questions. Now, I don't have the answers to all of those questions, but I also have questions about some of the things in the video footage that I saw. The police holding the door open for the uh, rioters, for the uh, terrorists, for the people who stormed the Capitol with the intent of causing harm. They were scaling the walls. They Broke windows. They did all types of things. One of the things that bothers me the most, and this is the thing with, with um, this particular leadership's base and disciples, is the fact that now the woman who was the first person to, I'm assuming, die in this conflict, in this uh, particular um, event, they are using the hashtag say her name. And that was the hashtag for, of course, Brianna. Taylor, who was shot by police uh, last year. So if you want to do anything, okay, we'll say her name. Hashtag terrorist, whatever her name is. I'm not going to even tonight um, shed light on her name. Because she came to uh, Washington with the intent of causing harm. excuse me um and moving forward from that we have someone in the white house who incited this and then promised i'll be right there with you yeah you go and get it and other questions about how they knew where to go which offices to vandalize um and i find it quite um a, a staunch um in contrast to when the Black Lives Matter movement was there uh just last year, and they had the National Guard and armed people, and there was like four or five hundred people from that rally that was arrested on the spot. Here, these people were allowed to leave, go home. The officers were taking selfies with them. They were telling them, even after the curfew went into effect, okay, folks, have a good day, go home, this and that. It was a curfew. That means they were breaking the law. So you saw a total double standard in how the police responded. Alone, that is a question that needs to be addressed and answered. We have, um, let me go and get my notes because there's just so much. And it's amazing how that song says, what a difference a day makes, 24 little hours. Well, what a difference 72 hours has been made. Um, a lot of things have happened if you did not hear The so-called leader of the free world, uh, Twitter, finally suspended his account indefinitely. Uh, um, Facebook had joined the bandwagon yesterday, I believe, um, with uh, suspending his account until after the inauguration. But this is, uh, let me ask you all this, for those of you listening, and this is a conversation that you can have around the water cooler or your coffee table, or your dinner table, or wherever you want to talk. It's too little too late. And even though uh, Congress is speaking about we're drawing up the papers to for an impeachment and this and that, to me, if you really cared and gave a damn, you wouldn't have... Uh, um left for the weekend, you would have stayed just like you stayed overnight to confirm the president-elect Biden. You should stay over the weekend to get this done. This man has codes to our nuclear uh, arsenal. He has all types of information that he should not be privy to anymore. He has broken so many laws in four years. Now, all of a sudden, because the thugs have turned a different shade, of pale, things matter. The thugs have gone into a historical landmark and totally destroyed it. There was information where they had actually put feces all over the wall of the Capitol. These dirty, ratchet skanks, these people destroyed a landmark. These people, uh, 4,600, good afternoon. Um, Thank you for joining us. I will bring you on in one moment. Tonight is about, hopefully, about us having a cerebral discussion with dignity and respect. If you come on here and you act a fool, you're going to be Um, deleted. Uh, If you're on under a private phone number, I will not bring you on air. That is not going to happen. So I want you to understand that. If you come on here and you make threats of any type, and we have a phone number tied to you, it will be sent to the FBI. I'm not playing with anyone. If you can't have a cerebral and respectful conversation, this program is not for you. So let me see. 4600. Good evening. Welcome to the program. How are you feeling?
2: I'm feeling just fine, but <clears throat> kind of saddened because the Constitution process wouldn't allow it to proceed as it should have. But uh, I supported Donald Trump. I'm African American. And I supported him because of his issues. I don't think that he incited a riot. I'm talking from people who were there. Large contingents of Vietnamese Americans, Chinese Americans, Koreans Americans. But there was infiltrators, just like you've seen in the peaceful protests that went on in cities. Because the people of those communities wouldn't be busting out the windows and looting their own stores. And being that I knew Ferguson very well, the blacks who made up 70% of Ferguson were <clears> not <throat> going out at night, tearing up stores and breaking out windows and burning buildings down because there was a community. It was outside influence, just like we've seen at the Capitol. So I just wanted to put that out there.
1: I'm glad that you called in because, and thank you for doing that. And thank you for um, not coming on and just jumping all over, you know, whoever's listening and, and everyone, but let me ask you this. When you saw what went on at the uh, Capitol, uh, because this, this runs so much deeper than just that. It's how it was handled uh, in in uh, contrast to the Black Lives Matter movement, where they had the National Guard there waiting. Do you think that um, now you do have the infamous conspiracy theorists of people who think that either this was an inside job or I, I'm not understanding how these people got that far to be able to do the things that they did. Um, you said that you don't believe that he incited it.
2: What? No, I listened to his speech. I didn't hear that. He said, go peacefully. <clears throat> and, you know, the mayor is in charge of the, the D.C. police. The Capitol Police, are that building a different organization. Uh, now they have recently, as of tonight, they put 12-foot fence around the building. That's funny. Uh, many of the Democrats are against putting a fence along the, a wall along the southern border to keep out. Those who were trying to get into the country illegally and bypass the legal method. So, yes, I think that the mayor, because of the way she has and things she said early on this year. And then again, too, you have to look at the other cities that was under the siege, like Seattle, for instance. Uh, what the, uh, the mayor said that we're going to have a summer of flowers. And refuse to, and see only the governor. The governor is who who calls out the national guard.
3: If you mm-hmm. remember
2: Katrina, if you remember Katrina, <clears throat> he was asking, "Why come the national guard? Didn't came out? What come the national?" Gu-? Well, the governor has to approve of the national guard coming into the that area. And of course, then the president is over the National Guard, just like Bush was back during Katrina times. So no, I, 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 the elections. There were six states that was included in the Texas suit. They had plenty of evidence of fraud with the mail-in ballots. And also problems with the electronic machines. Electro- uh, voting machines are not supposed to be tied to the internet because you know, just like if you got security cameras in your home, somebody can hack that and be watching you. So there's a lot of things that was that was mistaken. Uh, when the suits went to the courts, the courts done the right thing. Courts are not supposed to solve elections. Not supposed to choose presidents. They sent it back to the states. People don't elect presidents. The states elect presidents. They sent it back to the states. The legislature of the state was supposed to do a thorough investigation. Actually, if you really want to know the protocol, it was the people of those states, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan, that was supposed to go to their legislature and say, look, there's evidence that this process was it needs to be straightened out. Well, and of course,
0: I think
1: you know they uh, did. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh,
1: but but the courts, when they made their rulings, the the, the evidence was unsubstantiated. Well, the ev the allegations were unsubstantiated because if there was clear and present evidence, then it was the duty of the courts to rule on that evidence. But there was unsubstantiated allegations of wrongdoings that were not proven. And I think that...
2: (laughs) Really, ma'am, the courts refused to hear it because they are jumping the due process. The process is supposed to start with the legislators and the evidence is supposed to be with them. See, according to Article 3, Section 2 and Clause 2 of the United States Constitution, the courts have the responsibility to hear, hear controversies between states. And the reason why, <clears throat> in this particular case, If I'm in the state of Missouri, and we, our election process goes the way it should, everything is uh, true to nature, but people in other states are not doing what they laws say they should do. The Constitution in the state of Pennsylvania said that this is the way it's supposed to go, and they circumvented that. Well, then you are affecting me. That's why the state of Texas said that what you are doing or did is affecting the citizens of the state of Texas in a federal election. See, a state cannot go to another state on a local election or a state election. But a federal election, they have a right to protest or challenge what's going on because it affects the whole country.
1: Let me let me ask you this: What? So, if I'm hearing you correctly, you do believe that the the election was stolen from Trump? Is that? I believe the election. Yes,
2: based on the ballots. Now you have states say, "Well, we counted them again. We counted them again." But you know what they're doing? They're counting illegal ballots over and over and over again, not all of them but a lot of them, when you have ballots that's post, back post, otherwise they supposed to have been here on the 3rd uh, no later than the, the 10th and they come the 18th and they backdated to the 10th, when you have people on camera that is taking ballots out from underneath desks after everyone is pushed out, they have surveillance cameras to do that, but guess this You had ballots that were supposed to be mail in ballots that didn't have no crease in the paper. And it was only votes for the, the top, which was the president. All down ballot issues. All down ballot issues were not even touched. That's why some Republicans picked up all the houses that they did in the House of Representatives.
1: And may I ask, where, where, where did you get your information from? Did well, you, you see read this the transcript. personally?
2: You can read the transcripts on the, uh, on the court case, the court case transcripts. You can read them paragraph by paragraph. And then there's videos that they refer to, especially the surveillance video. You have people that gave sworn testimonies that were working at the polls. Now – this is what I think should be done to alleviate this problem. I think that federal ballots, federal election, the ballot should be separate from that of the state. I think that the people who get ballots should be well vetted as you are when you get a U.S. passport and with the latest technology to prove your identity, fingerprints, the reading of your iris and your eyes and so on and so on and so on. I think they should have special people who are sworn and bonded to handle those ballots and count them. And I think that you should have at least three people in line sitting at a table counting the ballots. One get through counting his, he passes it down, then they pass it down. Then after a period of time, they have to check the tally between all three to make sure that they are the same. No machine, if you're going to use machines, they cannot be connected to an internet. And that's just some of the things. I think that you would agree with that. That ensures that they are legal and transparent system of voting going on. You know, here's the thing, too. So you hear mm -hmm. people talking about dead people voting. And I know I've been hearing this all for a long time. Just think, oh yeah, all these people can't be lying, so it's something there. Oh, now people, people will say that well, one or two ain't gonna hurt, but at midnight in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, Trump was up by hundreds of thousands of votes. No, he wasn't.
1: No, he was not. He was not up by hundreds of thousands, thousands mid, of votes.
2: At midnight in Pennsylvania, he was up.
1: But, but in elections, ch- you can be up, and then you can't be. If, in elections, somebody may jump up, and then they may come back down. This is just a talking then I have a um, comment from someone over in our show chat room for you. But in elections... If the polls just closed and you're talking about two or three hours in, somebody can be way up and then way down, which leads me up to the question that someone has in our chat room for you. It says this was the most secure election. If you believe the election was stolen, what do you think happened in 2016? Well, no, in
2: 2008, you had the same problem. I'm sorry, 2018, you had the same problem. This has been going on for some time but never at disagree. No, they didn't think Trump was going to win in 2016. See, it's not what Trump say or what he do. I voted for him because of his issues. Let me tell them what they are. School choice, tax reform, border protection, fair trade, not free trade, terrorists to protect American-made manufactured products and goods. Getting out of these ridiculous... Agreements that consist of tons of paper that nobody know what's going on. It's things like that 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 that, that attract. Especially the border protection. You have to know who's coming into your country. And also, if you have illegals in the country, they should be made to go out, then apply to come in the legal way. Because if you let them stay, what do they do? They have babies. Then when they go through the process and found not to be suitable to be here in the country, the first thing they holler, well, I got citizens. My children are citizens. You're separating families. You know, another thing I liked what he said, I know you have to um, forgive me for this, but he said that immigrants is here working. And you know you got a lot of them in specialized professions. When your visa expires, you got to go. We are training and going to put Americans in those positions.
1: That means a whole lot. See, I, I think that... that um, let, let's go back to the 2016 question, now, Because in 2016... Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, but the Electoral College gave the presidency to Trump.
2: Yes, that's what the Constitution says. Popular, the popular vote don't elect presidents, and for rightfully so. California has got 50 million people. Our may have 6 million. The Constitution gives representation to each state per two senators. So they got equal representation. At one time the state legislatures used to choose the senators that's gonna represent the state at a federal level, level, level. So Hillary having a popular vote, well that's not what the constitution says. It says the electors chosen by the state legislatures.
1: And what did the electors base their decision on?
2: Where you usually go by the, the vote count in the state, and also, well you, you know you got so many per you got so many electors based on the number of representatives that each state has. The thing that went on in d c. the other day after they came back, well this is what was supposed to go on. those six states, if their representatives did not accept the ballot outcome. They were supposed to send the ballots back to the legislature. Then they would have came back if they found problems, and blah, blah, blah. Then each state would have had one vote toward picking the president. Fifty states, it would have been a total of 50 votes. Then after that, you they would have chose who they wanted to be president of the United States. But that was stopped because of this stage invasion, if you want to call it that,
1: you're talking about the thing that happened the the, the um when they overthrew the the capital on the sixth.
2: Yeah, you saying Correct? you just admitted yourself something was wrong with that. I agree with you. That wasn't normal protesters. Protesters. I should, under the First Ooh, Amendment right, no. you, you have a right to no protest your – well, wait a minute. Under the, pro, under the First Amendment, you got a right to to express your grievances through a set of procedures. One, people usually write. Two, they show up in demonstrations and protests. And three, they attempt to get the person that's representing them out of office. So shutting down highways, although you're not supposed to shut down a federal highway, or marching in the streets, that's peaceful. That's that's their First Amendment right. But when you have others come in and start taking advantage of your situation, blending in with you, then they do what they do. Look at the cities that was on fire, and then they come up with you know these reasons. And it just goes on and on and on When you got officials tell police To stand down Well that's a problem Who wants to open up a business Behind that Uh, Those businesses that were burned down in Baltimore That were serving the black community Those businesses are not coming back If they come back They have to pay more insurance And so on and so on and so on
1: And one one of the things, and I go ahead. I'm sorry,
2: people like Michael Jordan making out real good on that because they went into the sportswear and stole his name brand products. Where the sportswear places got to order whole new loads, so he sold to them twice. (laughs) I'm just kind of being funny. I'm sorry, I I mean,
1: I get that. Oh, no, 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 that's fine again. I am appreciative. We do have another comment over in our chat room for you. So at that point, it's no longer a democracy, right? Because if each state had – well, the states are appointed certain electoral votes, and the background states, of course, have the most electoral votes. In 2016 – as you said earlier, they're supposed to, the, the, the electoral college is supposed to base their awarding of the electoral votes based on the, um, the elect, the results of people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if that were the case, if that were the case, then the electoral college in 2016 went against the will of the people. And, That particular party had no problem with that. When the Democrats tried to question that, then everything was, oh, no, you can't do that. It is what it is, blah, blah, blah. Now, this year, this time, this this particular election, back in April May, I cannot remember, the Supreme Court ruled that the Electoral College must follow the will of the people or (laughs) –
2: well I, I hear what you're saying and not to cut you off but I guess I have to but what you're missing the point is those things you're absolutely right. Matter of fact the United States is a is a is a constitutional republic. It's not a democ- democracy per se. Democracy means you got a right to go vote and stuff like that. But when it comes down to government it's a constitutional republic. A republic is by the people for the people. Democracy means that fifty one percent tell the forty nine percent what to do. But that's why I come you got states. You got states like Louisiana, Missouri. Missouri got uh uh concealed carry without a license. Louisiana, which is a southern red state, concealed carry, but you gotta have a license. Well though in Illinois you can't hardly have anything. So that's what the people of those states want. They like that's what they have. But the thing that you're missing is that you had tainted ballots Tainted ballots, and there's proof through many assortment ways to say that these ballots were tainted. They're illegal. You have illegals that was voting. An illegal immigrant, undocumented immigrants, can get a home mortgage using their I-10 number. I-10 is Individual Tax Identification Number. Immigrants get it because they don't qualify for a Social Security number. But if they do happen to have income, they can file taxes with the IRS using that number. Now, they're illegal. They're undocumented. When they sign the closing papers to get that home, they take those closing papers to the nearest registration office and register to vote. They show an address, but they are illegal. They're undocumented. They are getting driver's license. In some places, a driver's license is a form of identification that allows you to vote.
1: So you actually believe that all these hundreds of thousands of votes went to Joe Biden that should have gone to Donald Trump?
2: Yes, in some cases there were. There's been uh, people who specialize in the the, uh, analytics with those machines, mm-hmm. one person was able to show that they could break into the Georgia state uh, election tally, which was in a physical building. It wasn't remote, but the machines were tied to the internet. We know that that's possible. They tell you all the time that stuff you're not supposed to put on the internet. You're not even supposed to store on your your computer. You got programs like Team Viewer, where I can give you a code, and you can call uh, pull up a number and you can scan my computer. I might be asleep. You can turn the uh, the camera on and off. That's why you should put a piece of tape over your camera and all those things. You got a piece of tape over your camera on your computer? Your
1: laptop? I'm, well, because of what I do, everything is ultra, uber secure for me, so... Yeah, I have to because of what I do. Um, So I have protections and things that, you know, most people would not be privy to. Um, But But, but put tape over your camera
2: so nobody's looking
1: at you. (laughs) Well, you know what? But if they can't see me, they can still hear me. So if if your (laughs) machine is not totally off and unplugged from the Internet where they can't do it. And another thing. There's so many ways that you could be riding down the street and someone can tap into your – if it's a newer car, they can tap into the entire system and um, take over control of your car. But when you're talking about what would be the purpose of – I believe that the attorney for – Trump, who accused them of uh, the Dominion machines doing all of these things, is now being sued for making false comments. I'm waiting to watch that case in court to see how it's going to play out. But um, Well, you know, the, Dominion machines he, has
2: been used in other countries like Venezuela, where you know the elections there are crazy. But this is the thing I'm saying. I'm not – even if it wasn't Donald Trump, see, this is where people get confused. Don't really. I ain't saying they're confused. They're not thinking. Even if Trump was Mickey Mouse or Trump was Julius Caesar, we're talking about the integrity and the protection of the United States Constitution, the integrity of the vote and system. And see, if you can't protect that then how can you point blame at countries around the world where we know this stuff is going on? You can't do it no longer. i give you another case, too. How can you you claim racism in a candidate when you just voted for one who's been so for 47 years and all on videos and transcripts saying the things that's called racist today? You can't use that no more.
1: Such as, could you give give us an example of these
2: racist well, voting comments? For Joe, voting for voting for Joe Biden, there's things on like uh, he used to call black kids and people predators, and he didn't want his daughters uh, going to school with uh, certain certain elements, and so on and so on and so on. We going they're gonna put you back in in chains, the remarks. You know Joe Brown? Have you heard of him? Judge Joe Brown? Mm-hmm. Talk to him. He'll tell you. Judge Brown is very astute. You know, he had a lot to do with the aftermath of Martin Luther King being killed there in Memphis. And yet, uh, But he knows he's been around longer than I have. And he can tell you a lot of things because of the position that he's in. And, you know, Joe Biden around 47 years, actually 48 now, and that's the way he is. Look what he did over in uh, the Ukraine with the quick quote pro, told the Ukrainian government, you don't get this billion dollars unless the prosecutor that's investigating my son is fired. When he was talking about running, his daughter told him, daddy, her father, you know they're going to come out to hunt But the thing is, is people let emotions, and with the, with the media, CNN and Fox and the other ones, they are – that's the worst I've ever seen media coverage. It's terrible, 24-7, nothing but negative, negative, negative. And that's the only source that people have for information because they don't know how and are astute enough to go out and research themselves. And you got to admit that subjects like civics are not taught in schools, and there's a lot of things that's been going on that have worked up the public to be the way it is now. You ever get a chance, read that Equality Act that has just recently, they're trying to get through the Senate, and see if you agree with everything that's in there. The the, the, the the Equality Act? Yes, the Equality Act. It was made really for the LGBTQ community in Pacific. But you can't even think something negative, or like you say, I, I agree with you, but I don't accept it. You can't no longer, that there is, rule, is, is grounds for you to be sued.
1: When you say that you, you, you don't agree with someone? If you say – if you got
2: a person that's of that persuasion, that sexual identity, or you say that you don't mm-hmm. want uh, males who think they're female uh, showering with your daughter in a school uh, facility, then not, you stand a chance of being sued.
1: well actually the way that, that that's really um the 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 way that it's written is that there's several things going on with that as a whole if you're someone who's in transition um if you're still a male and you would like to go into a female Facility and all of that that that's where that that little caveat and that catch twenty two comes into play um, Most places now have um, well some federal facilities I can't say all places because some places just can't afford to do it, but they have special restrooms and places that are set aside for people who are gender neutral or in transition. Um, what do you mean by in transition? People who are in transition say, "If I was born a female and I'm transitioning from a female to have um, uh, become a male, taking How the hormones, getting the the um, when you again when you do the medication and you get parts re, um, reassignment, gender reassignment." When you have your parts changed from a vagina to a penis or penis to a vagina, and you're taking the hormones or the testosterone or whatever you need to totally change. Chaz Bono, Cher's was born a daughter, of course. Their little girl was born a daughter, Sonny and Cher's Mm -hmm. daughter, who then became, went from Chastity to um, Chaz Bono. Uh, and there's several others out there, but that's one that was just notable because Let me ask you reading an article about him. Mm-hmm. Let me
2: ask you a question. If I walk into a Target store and go into a uh-huh. female's restroom. How do they know that I'm a female? I'm a male. I'm I'm looking for a U-train, a U-train, and I've got to sit down on the toilet. I'm a male. So you mean to tell me somebody in the store is going to be standing there at the door to go through a... Question and answer period. Or uh, show me your documentations, That's not going to happen.
1: Well, well. See, this is this is the problem here. Is that these people, who are going through them, the vast majority of them, just like LGBTQ, they want to express who they are. They don't want to hide in the shadows. They want to be able to express who they are and be treated with the same. Dignity and respect, as they say, as in legal terms, they would say, the um, reasonable person would do. They call them reasonable person. That's the legal terms um, mm-hmm. that we use. But you talking about civil um, rights. That's what they want.
2: You're talking about civil they want, rights. Right? They
1: want to be treated equally. They want to be yeah. treated equally. I, yes. I, they, want civil be, rights. I, um, they want to be. They want to to not be ridiculed for their decisions and whatever they're doing and and especially when you're talking about people who are into or going through gender reassignment. Yeah, that's um, similar um, right. Which is a right to, very unpopular thing.
2: Yeah, they got a right to do those things. But they like I say I respect their rights, but I don't have to accept it. I not of course I don't have to beat them up. But if I choose that my child especially in the informative years, don't have a teacher of that openly persuasion, I should be able to take my child and put him in another room. Have you ever heard Can of conference? a conference? There's a conference that was held in 2000. It was called the Fist Gate Conference. Fist like on your hand, F-I-T, and gate, G-A-T-E. Mm-hmm. It was put on by a company called Glensing, G-L-S-E-N, and the head of it was Kevin Jennings. Kevin Jennings was chosen by Obama as his safe school czar. At that conference, which was held in the state of Massachusetts, I don't know exactly what city, in a school district, in a school building, they busked children in, elementary children. I think the youngest might have been about 12, 11 years old. And they had breakouts in the different rooms. In some rooms, they had subjects like fisting. Fisting is putting your fist up a person's anus or vagina, and whether I should spit it out or swallow. Now, I'm not making this up. You can find it on the Internet. You can find Kevin Jennings in Obama's cabinet, and it gives a biography of the organization that he's in. And you can also find organizations that has formed after this around the country, like Mass Resistance, to keep those type of programs away from their children. And they got a right to do it. And that's just Mao.
1: I do know um, there was something else that happened. Um Oh, what was I getting ready to tell you? I think that that let's change this a little bit just t- slightly, because I do believe that in the last couple of years, there have been so many questionable, controversial things going on with schools um, that even I don't agree with per se, Um Small children should not be privy to any and everything. Number one, their minds are still developing. They don't have the wherewithal to be able to discern for themselves um, Uh whether this is something that would be considered deviant or whatever. But, you know, it's it's it's. One of those things where this isn't isn't this in the same category with um, hiring people who are known racist or whatever, it, whichever extreme you choose to go to, you can find um, these types of examples in every aspect of um, leadership in this country. On either side. Now, let me say this to all of our listeners too, and I've said this before I'm not a fan of either side. I'm really not. (laughs) Um, I love the fact that you called in this evening. And for those of you who are on the call line, if you want to join in, uh, again, I I laid out the rules so some people staying quiet for a specific reason um, because they know I don't play. Uh, but I love the fact that um, you called in, and that you're not you're not afraid to, uh, and you're not angry about standing in your beliefs. You're not going to be that well, the, person that's going to be at the Capitol kicking in in windows no, and stealing podiums really. and tearing up the
2: compliment. Offices. You know where the compliment should go? The compliment goes to you because you're willing to listen.
1: Well, that's what this show is about. I want to listen. And the one thing that has never happened when I put this out here, between the Trump supporters and anyone else willing to ask questions, I always get the anger. I always get the, you're an idiot. You're this. And I'm like, let's not resort to name calling because, hmm, yeah, I never said that I was a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, or other. I never said who I was. I am a talk show host. I put things out there to try to encourage an open discussion. And so many people, and this is what I've always asked. I said, people, I said, come on tonight, talk to me. Let us know why you feel the way you feel, why you believe that this was a stolen election why you support this particular um, leadership as opposed to anyone else. I'm not saying that I love Biden. I'm not saying that because I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that I support and believe in Trump because I do not. I'm not going to say, say, you know, but well, again, about his I'm issues? that person.
2: How about his issues, now?
1: Which issues?
2: Well, the ones I mentioned why I supported him, for instance, like school choice. You know, school choice allows a parent family to put their child in the educational environment that they think is best for their child. And if you would vouchers, why? Because parents, you do have functional households, even though within the African-American community, you have like 70% close to plus or minus where there's no man in the house. That home is not totally functional because a male shares in the expenses and so on and so on and so on. But you have homes where like that under those economic conditions where that parent or parents do everything that they possibly can to make sure that their child has what they need. In many cases, When that child goes sit in that classroom, because of the attention that they have received from home, they are probably advanced more than the children that they sit in the classroom with. That child should not be there. And it's not just one. I'm just using an example. They should be able to go to where they are challenged. Also, the long-term educational goals of a parent for their children. That child may want to be an engineer. A child may want to be a physician. Well, coming up through those formative years, they should be introduced to subject and exposed to things that's going to help make that a possibility. That's what foreigners do. They are targeting high-paying jobs here in the United States. That's why come when you go to a hospital, you see such a predominant number of Indians. They target those positions. Should not your child be allowed to too? Your boy to go in the gym and shoot a hundred free throws before they go home after school because they want to be like LeBron James or a Kobe Bryant. But what's wrong with them going home and doing a hundred math problems? Hmm. So if oh, you got I, a parent I, Mm-hmm. If you got parents that understand the order of things, of importance, and not saying, see, it has to be a balance in that. My grandson, he played, I made him play baseball. And also, he's doing engineering. He just graduated last month at LSU with his engineering degree. I take him out on the field. He played baseball field. I took him out on the field when he was young. Started him off for two years old. I hit 100 ground balls to him. He start getting real good. So between 1 and 60, or maybe 70, man, he just easy with it. But guess what? From 70 to 100, he bore down. You know why? Because if he missed one, he's going to have to start all over. Same thing with math problems. If he missed one of those hundred, he had to do another batch. I remember one time he got kind of irritated. He went to his mother, my daughter. Mama, Papa's making me start all over again. You know what she told him? He made me do it too. Get back in there.
1: and and i i totally understand that and i can see where you're coming from but when you talk about people having the uh choice to send their children to the schools and and see what you just said is so uh multifaceted because in the typical um say baltimore city if you have a an inner city child who may be a one-parent household, uh, the ability for that parent to send their child to the school that they would like for their child to go to, there, for them to be able to do that, that takes probably transportation. You know, in Baltimore City back when I grew up many, many moons ago, Um, We had what you called the open city schools, like Dunbar was one of them. Um, What were some of the other ones? Mergenthaler, uh, certain schools where you could go to if your children had uh, a certain aptitude and a certain grade point average, they could apply to go to the citywide schools. That's what they would call citywide schools. But the parents, it was up to the parents to be able to get the children there. Now, I lived all the way out and um, on the other side of Baltimore, but then I went to school at Dunbar. So I Mm -hmm. took three buses every day to get to school. The problem with these plans is that it sounds good in theory for most of us. You kept behind your child. I kept behind mine, my family, you know, My children are all married. They're all college-educated and all of that, but in the same breath. When you look at the typical African-American family, whether it be you or myself or whomever, how many of us are we considered the anomaly? In comparison, are we in the minority of blacks who took that route as opposed to those who are sitting in Uh, the inner city who don't have the ability to move their children along in that fashion. Secondly, then you have some schools where they don't want these children there. Now, when I was younger, I can say this, that one of the things, when we we had the discussion back in the day of um, when you had, oh, what was it called? Um, You had to have a certain number of blacks go there just because. And I said, you know, Uh does that really serve us as a people anything to when you're picking me to go here just because I'm black? But does that mean that I have the aptitude or I'm qualified to be here is a question. Um, So these are the things that I hear. I saw all of these plans and that last thing, the platinum plan or whatever it was, was a one or two page paper, which made no sense to me whatsoever because you just can't have a full-blown program that's one or two sheets of paper. But people looked at it, and I think that a lot of times what happened is that some people said, okay, like some of the celebrities that jumped on board with this, they had their vision of what that two sheets of paper actually could be or was meant to be. But in reality, because I'm, I am I I work in the realm of law, it was two sheets of paper that said a whole bunch of nothing. But what it incited and what it encouraged in the reader, uh, the people who actually took time, like you said, to go out and read it, was that, you know, where Donald Trump is concerned, I've read most of the books that other people wrote for him, but the art of the deal. He's a salesperson, and he knows how to make that work. And what... We should have done with some of the things that he did was looked at them and not just thought about them the way that he got us to think in our head and make it look like this is great. But in the grand scheme of things, where is the real plan? Where's the mechanism that is going well, to make this come to
2: fruition? He had good plans. Uh, listen to this. Members of both parties to pass an education bill that funds school choice for disadvantaged youth. Including millions of African, American and Latino children: See, i never heard a president say that before, and then his campaign leading up to the election, that's what drew me to him: School choice. You know Obama but when is school went to choice sit-
1: going to start
2: Well, the Congress never got around to it. But let me give you an example. Obama's daughter went to a school in D.C. called Sit Well Friends. Very expensive school. But D.C. had a D.C. voucher program where children, disadvantaged families, black children, could send their children there. And they were. But Obama and the Democrats killed that program. Now, some people say they came back with it, but they killed the program. So it's things like that. See my children don't have to worry about it, and your children don't have to worry about. It. I pay for my child, my latest sibling, uh, attended LSU, the tuition there for our state is like sixty something thousand dollars a year. But there's children that can't afford that. Because of the disadvantages that their people, a family, had to put up with. So they need to be given some help. Did you know that refugee children, illegal immigrants, can come to the United States and attend some state colleges, like in, in Texas, and pay in state tuition? But if your child has come oh, from yeah, Illinois, they got to pay out state tuition, which is double.
1: And I never agreed with that. I never agreed with that. I'm like, listen, you know, I understand that you were born here and your parents weren't and blah, blah, blah. But listen, if I have to pay X, Y, Z, or my children have to pay X, Y, Z, then you have to pay X, Y, Z. No, no. Some things like that, yeah, I never agreed with that. Just like I'll tell anybody, I never agreed with the infamous Obamacare. I thought, I'm like, what am I paying for? When I was down and out and I lost everything, I had to get Obamacare. But the same insurance that I have now, I was paying triple for under that. And I'm like, there's no way I could ever even meet my deductible. So who was I helping to take care of paying Mm -hmm. You know, all of this money You that meet was your stalled. deductible
2: on December the 28th.
1: <laughs> I couldn't even in, meet it then. The same thing. January 1st, you I got start all $300, over. $300. Right. With $300 under Obamacare was 7500 So, you mm-hmm. know, I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a minute. You know, that's. Well, you part, got a good yeah. story.
2: You should, no. you should hear some of the other stories. But what they're trying to do is spread things around, take from those who have. And give to those who don't. And I say give... To those, I, anybody that's on their back, I'm for helping them to stand on their feet. I mean, that's just, right. my family was like that. We want to see everybody... And I believe in America first. American people first. I think there should be some provisions. And there are some provisions that gives some privileges to African-American people because of the things they went through. Yes. But at the same time, we got to have better control than what it is now. In my industry, which is still erection, my business, my company, after working in the industry for a long time, I started my company, put up buildings like the ones that fell. In New York during 9 11. Black business. People don't know about that. I'm not the only one, maybe, but it goes on. So, steel is very important for us. But if we got steel coming from Russia that's putting out, putting American fabricators and steel mills out of business, that hurts Americans. Trump put tariffs on Russian steel, whereas he cannot undercut. American manufacturing. Look what he done for the oil industry, especially the shale. We're experiencing a dollar sixty-five cents a gallon gasoline where I am right now since he's been in, because they moved reg- they took regulations off that was burdensome and allowed the states to apply the regulations. Not saying that the National EPA is not involved. But some regulation was just too overburdensome. And now we're experiencing those type of windfalls. States like Louisiana and Texas, that's a major industry for them. Biden said he's going to kill them. Now, he said that it's late to be seen. But if somebody say they're going to shoot you and they don't have no bullets in their gun. they standing across the street. You don't know that they ain't got no bullets, so you're going to be ducking and staying for cover.
1: My my concern is this, is that I heard a lot of promises, but four years in, um, and let's take it a step further. Betsy DeVos, she had a lot to do with edu- – she was the education secretary. Anyway… You can't just promise this or say, we're going to do this, and then your secretary comes in and allegedly changes everything around, and you're sitting up here like, okay, now what are you doing? You know, where were the vouchers? Where were this? You know, and she she set it up, and she wanted to do the infamous, let's do this and give the people the right, but it's how you go about doing it, because in the end, these children are still sitting there at ground zero, and again – it sounds good in theory, but what happened to the program going into place? Where have we flourished or African-Americans really flourished out of this? And when you talk about job growth and all of that, some of those things were trickled down from other administrations. And even now, we still haven't gotten very far. I don't care which administration you talk about, we are still are not – Anywhere near that level of equity, and this year, 2021, we still don't have the equity, and I, again, this is generational, this is, this is administrational, this is not just any one administration, this is several. We still are not where we need to be. We're not where we should be. We're never going to get our 40 acres in the mule, we know that. And our children still, after all of this talk, where where our children let, are still at ground zero? Stuff.
2: Now, Betsy, divorce, school choice. Like I said, you got organizations like the NEA and the AFT, powerful unions that's against that, and they buy out your state legislature. They weren't able to do so in Missouri. Missouri did pass a school choice. I don't think it has vouchers, but let me read you a statute. <clears throat> And this is Missouri State Statutes Chapter 160. You've been in law, you know what it means. It says the curriculum, textbooks, and other instructional material not to be mandated by state board or department exceptions. And it goes on Notwithstanding the provisions of Section 160.514, the State Board of Education and the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education shall not be authorized to mandate and are expressly prohibited from mandating the curriculum, textbooks, or other instructional materials to be used in public schools. Each local school board shall be responsible for the appro- approval and adoption of curriculum used by the school district. And then it goes on to say that they are not going to have anything to do with what was that, Their core, common core?
1: So this is telling oh, the yeah, people. Oh, yeah, oh, gosh, common core.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is telling the people what? You can have whatever you want to in that school district. That's your school district. But you know what one of the big problems is, ma'am, is that American t- citizens are just ignorant. I ain't saying they're stupid. I'm saying they're ignorant. And they take too much for granted and leave too much in other people's hands, especially government.
1: Which brings me to another question. Do you think that it's time for us to overhaul the government system in its current form?
2: Well, I have no problem with the Constitution. But the problem is you have people on both sides of the political spectrum. That just ain't no good. Democrats today is not Democrats uh, when John Kennedy was in office. Republicans are not neither. They are out there basically for themselves. Just like Joe Biden. Just like uh, when they have wars and they approve the selling of weapons like John McCain said, let's fund moderate Syrian rebels. Just like in this last stimulus bill that's being implemented, look at the number of dollars that's going to these foreign countries, whereas they're only giving Americans, what, $600? That money is going to those governments and coming right back around and ending up in the campaign coffers of a lot of these politicians. So I think that – Go ahead. I I say yes to what you're saying. But people have to know. Students don't take civics where they know what their civic responsibility is. Did you know that uh, Bill Clinton at a Clinton World Forum, Global Forum, he's on video, on YouTube, you can hear him. He's saying, I think that Syrian refugees should come develop Detroit. Hillary is for that. Obama is for it. You know who railed against it? Donald Trump. He thinks that Syrian refugees, you know what's going on in Syria, what have been for some while, creating refugees. We know what refugees are. He said they should come in and develop Detroit. Well, my goodness. All these years, Detroit has been the brainchild for the Democratic Party. And you have one of the Democrats' leaders, two of them, actually three, is saying that they're going to kick blacks under the bus and let Syrians do what blacks apparently can't get done. Now, I'm not lying. People can go on YouTube and type in Clinton and Syrian refugees, and he's sitting there in an interview, and he's saying these things. Don't that disturb you?
1: Well, again, depending on who, who, where you're going. You know, to me, one thing that I learned when I was in law school is that it's like going to Wikipedia. And when I was an undergrad, point blank, if you, you if you even reference Wikipedia, that was grounds for you to be dismissed from the class, which means oh, you would probably they? end your, Legal career. Wikipedia is kind of like get. That's why I always ask people, where are you getting your source of information? Because so many people can manipulate YouTube right. and Wikipedia. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wikipedia and all But you all can't of that. not with this to particular go a step interview. Further.
2: This particular interview, he's sitting there talking out of his mouth. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying.
1: Well, Wikipedia people, can be manipulated. But, but, but the thing is, people will take a part of a discussion and I'm not saying it happened at that particular discussion but they will take a part of a discussion and totally manipulate it to serve their purpose it's no different to me what i say when I used to go to church as a child, I'd say, you all are manipulating the Bible to say what you wanted to say, because I'm sure the Bible doesn't say keep feeding me money and let me live in a mansion while my church is falling apart. and My people that keep giving me the money are living in poverty. I'm pretty sure no way in the Bible says that. But there are people out there who manipulate things to become what they want it to become. It's the same principle with what's going on now. I hear the fluff, fluff, but me, I look at it from a different point of view because that's what I work in. I read all of these, the, the the 5,000 pages and all of that because it sounds good about what media gives to us is just a fraction, a small fraction of what the real deal is behind the scenes, and that's the sad part because – in order for the American people to understand what's really being said and what's really going on, they'd have to take the time, take days off, go to the Library of Congress, go to the legislature, and read all of these papers from beginning to end to understand what's really being said, because all sides tend to give us the fluff to get what we need. Now, it's fine when you're going to start, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that um, – I would love for everything to come back to America, but Americans need to start showing a lot more pride in their product. There's a reason why back in the day of the big deal and everything else, um, people went to foreign people because they get, at the time, a better product, Toyota, a better car, as opposed to a Ford, all these types of things. This is what started this. And then if we had the pride – that we could put into that product Where we get a product You can buy that that car And that car is built to last And I always thought Well how come locomotive engines Don't break down like cars do Or how come we can get a refrigerator And that bad boy will last for a couple of decades Before we need to get a new one
3: I You know hear what we, you're saying.
1: There's so many questions As to why Yeah we can make America That industrial giant again but we need to bring back and another thing to me while these people are sitting home waiting for stimulus checks i still say i'm sorry there are people hiring every day some of these people are sitting home talking about a job that's never going to come back these are things right. that i would like address. I'm not giving you two thousand dollars to sit home for free plus your unemployment check that you told me it's better than it's bigger than my regular paycheck. If you're an unskilled laborer, invest in training these people, giving them a skill that they can use to make this country come back where we don't need to depend on all of these other countries that have child sweat sweatshops and all of that sending us products and all of this. Or where we don't know where the products that we're getting, the grains or whatever, what they're putting in and what they're tainting them with. This is what I'd like to see out of my government. This is what I'd like to see do. I think that it's going to happen in the next – probably not. Let me read you, know, you something. That's why I said re- we need an overhaul. We know Let me hole. read
2: you something. You heard all this stuff about police brutality, defund the police. Mm-hmm. You know, people think there's a national police, but there's not. There's over 18,000 police authorities across the country. and Each of them is different, ran by different municipalities and cities. But I'm going to read you Missouri Constitution of 1875, Article 2, Section 1, Pause 3. It says, power... Of the people over internal affairs Constitution And form of government Now they're talking about the What's going on in the state They ain't talking about the federal government It says that the people Of this state That being Missouri Have the inherent sole, And exclusive right to regulate The internal government Which is their cities, municipalities And so on and so on Their internal government And police thereof and to alter and abolish their constitution and form a government whenever they deem it necessary to their safety and happiness provided such change do not repugnant to the constitution of the United States this gives people in these communities the power over their police why? because police are employees and they are employers So how your police behave when it comes in contact with the citizens of that community is set by rules that the people put commissions in place to implement. You don't let them do it on their own. And if you do, you end up with what you got.
1: Doesn't that come back to what you said earlier? Our children are not being taught civics. Their Their adult parents don't know anything about civics. People aren't sitting down learning what it means when we say the power belongs to the people, the power of the people, the will of the people. They don't understand what that actually means. And the thing that, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize is that there's different sets and levels of law. There are certain things that the federal government and federal laws can't come in and overstep certain areas of state laws unless something this has to be certain things that happen where the federal government will come in and overstep that bound but usually the states states have their own constitutions they have their own local and um municipality laws and things of that nature you can go across the line in your own state and something is mm-hmm. totally different <laughs> once you Yeah absolutely the line. right That's people need Illinois to, people need to take the time Right. People need to take the time to educate themselves and to understand this. But the people in this country have become reliant and complacent on all the wrong things. And one of the things that, you know, in order for us to become that true blue powerhouse, again, is that we have to start. It starts with us within our community. It starts with those of us, people like you and me, and those of listening who – We have taken that leap of faith. We have gone that extra mile. We have ensured that our next generation and their generations understand what is expected of us. Me, because I I, I am in law and all of that on several levels, the bottom line is that, yes, does police brutality exist? Yes. And when some people out there marching, it's like, okay, for me, I have been trained to look at things from a legal standpoint. That's totally different, and I'm sure you know this from, again, the average person because, you know, we talk about what the average person would think. When you when you are um, – there's that thing called stare decisis, which means how would the average person think? How have other cases that are like or very similar? And there's a ton of similar cases in our legal and justice system. How were they – decided upon because if people knew the law for themselves and that's what I do I help people solve their problems outside of court before they go into the legal system and have a judge or a jury do it for them I help them to come together to solve their problems without going through that process because when we have the power and we have the power of our decision-making Things tend to change. We tend to appreciate them more. We tend to take it more seriously, and we take that accountability, and we take our power back. That's when you see change. But as long as we have other people thinking for us, telling us what to do, giving us that sugar-coated BS, we're not going to get anywhere. We must develop that plan that's going to bring the power back, back to the people until we do that. We're going to have what we saw in Washington where people are taking. There's that thing where people, they know that people, a good car salesman is going to tell you what you want to hear until they make that sale. Any salesman is going to try to finagle that customer. And salesmen are, are trained how to pick out their short sure shots as opposed to the person who um, they're going to have to fight harder or they won't get that sale yeah. out of
2: the person that done, done their homework. And that's why I say people listen have been conditioned as to what Donald Trump says and do and says on Twitter and so forth. Actually, the Democrats don't care what they care about because he's disrupting their things. When big donators come to him and say, well, I'm going to donate to you. He said, I don't need your money. I don't need your money. See, let me tell you something. When you can tell somebody you don't need them for that reason, that there is sin in the power. From it. it's just like when a woman tells a man, "I don't need you no more." That really strikes home. Don't need you, and that's what he was able to say to big donors. Then he went in and started exposing and changing things to put the power back into the American citizen. The media was on him from day one constantly. That's what the average person listened to. They don't do what you do. They don't know how. Now, I'm not trying to convince anyone to vote for anybody. What I say is that when you go to vote for a candidate... There's websites like Vote Smart and Ballopedia where you can type in their name and it'll bring up their positions, their bios, the speeches they've made. And then you can make a decision if the positions they're taking is beneficial for your organization, your, your industry, or however you think it's going to influence you. Don't be voting for people just because they are of some party or the color of their skin. You know, in Washington, D.C., they had a mayor there called Marion Barry. Marion Barry was a crack addict. But you know what? That was one of the best marriages i ever seen for making millions and of, I agree. Out of this population. He
1: was. He was. <laughs> he was. I mean, we can we can agree on that. And the kicker is the night that they set him up. And that hotel room If you saw that I remember that to this day And it was Questionable at best But um, mm-hmm.
2: And when he came out Guess what you know, People him back in mm-hmm.
0: That's right you Want me to tell you because another one
2: Atlanta Maynard Jackson You remember when they built that airport in Atlanta Maynard Jackson was sitting at the table And he basically, if you can picture this, reached out with his arms and grabbed and pulled in. He said, this is going to black contractors. Because if you make black contractors like Mooney and Russell, Russell just built the Mercedes-Benz dome. If you make them good, then they'll be around to support you in the future. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to bring the bacon home for your people in your community, your city. I don't care what color they are, but that's the whole gist of it. You have to educate your children. See, we talk about starting our own businesses. If you're going to start your business, you're going to hire your people. You know, another thing blacks talk about, that the dollars don't stay in our community. Well, these foreigners that's operating these businesses, these gas marks. What do you think they do with their profits? They send the profits back home. Even Nigerians, who is black as Wesley Snipes, they send remittance to the tune about $23 billion annually back home. That don't stay in your community where it can circulate around, where your children that's starting in their entrepreneurship can have access to some of that. Your community is dry as well. Because of these tactics that's being that let to be going on your congressional black caucus, they just as deviant as any other person is. They for open bear open borders like Clyburn, Cummings and Lewis, those latter two are dead for open borders. They not they don't believe in uh, making illegals get out, apply to come back in. They're against putting tariffs on imports that, in order to protect locally and national-produced goods and services? Why is that? Well, I don't know. They must be getting some kickbacks somewhere or another.
1: I think they're all getting kickbacks across the board because, to me, you're all multimillionaires, but you're here to represent little man. You're all you're all of them, all of them, all of them. And in going back to Trump, oh, he accepted money from the super PACs and the super PACs. They 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 got their little bonuses out of the so-called tax relief or whatever that was. But the bottom line is simple, is that to me, we can sit here all night and I can find fault in every single one of them. Doesn't matter which side they were on, I can find Mm -hmm. fault because you and I. We learn how to read for ourselves. And yes, you can sit up here and we can agree to disagree. I'm like, yeah, but the real deal was this is what happened behind the scenes. But I can't talk to those people, say the ones who stormed the Capitol. I can't sit up there and talk to them and say, yeah, I see what you're saying. But actually it goes deeper than that because of X, Y, Z. This is what I do for a living. So I know what the paperwork really says or what the actual bill really says. And in the end, we're, we're now starting all over again. Let's see. I want to see what what the Democrats are going to do now that they have control of the House and the Senate. I'm like, you know what? Talk is good. But right now, this country needs to heal because we went down a really deep, dark road. And even though, you, you know, we can sit up here and say one thing. And, and depending on who my audience is, I know exactly what I need to say to them to get them to do my bidding and to buy into whatever it is that I'm trying to peddle to them. And this is across the board. I know, we know how to pick our audience. We know who we're talking to. I'm not going to sit up here and talk about, you know, the, 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 this amendment and that amendment. If these people don't know anything about the constitution or the law, I'm not going to sit up here and talk about, um, mathematics Or STEM and step programs If I'm in the middle of someone These people who wouldn't have A clue about that but they need To hear about um, Programs where they can get into Vocational programs and things Of that nature we need to go Back to educating Our own I do agree with That we need to yeah, come back And it clean be up a our meaningful community
2: education. Yeah it should be a meaningful Children sure gotta know how to do math right. Reading, well, reading, writing, and arithmetic, but we know what I'm starting to say. And, right, you know, this is something that's important. There's no reason in the world. You talk about you know, in a historical black college and university, the average, mm-hmm. you're talking about you only got five schools that have a graduation rate above 50% at any given time now in six years. What does that tell you? Six years. That mean, you're paying 50% more than what you normally should in four years. High school, I think this is Baltimore. No, it may be Chicago that I read this. You know what they figure the average for a student going through high school from ninth to 12th grade? Five years. Five years. That's unacceptable. Then they're graduating with a average ACT in a high school around 13.3. You need a 25 to get into all-black, historical-black college called Spelman. That's unacceptable. Hispanics is past blacks. That's what Joe Biden told on his Zoom with some black persons like Sharpton and so on. You got to get beneath the Hispanics. You're going to have to get with them. They're above you now. Latino, they're above you. Latino's not quite as much, but they moving.
1: And yeah, see, when they move of ahead them, of you. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead, man. The other one Native Americans. You have Native Americans. Oh, yeah, they're catching up, uh, too. Uh, mm hmm. And the th- the thing is, we have to understand, and when we look and we see it, what we going to do about it, people? Because even in, I just pulled up the other day, uh, the colleges, um, why is it that the price of the blacks, what blacks are paying for the same degree that our whites are getting, is getting, is what, a third higher in some cases? Why is it that? You know, we are still lagging behind in college education. Why is it that a black person with a doctor's degree is still making less money than a white person with a high school education? You know, these are the questions that people. Those are the questions what, what, that the
2: hell Sharpton and they are supposed to be working on. That's what they're supposed to be working But to get the children with those degrees, that's black society. You know who has the highest educational attainment? And have a higher household income, even more so than Asians and whites. You know what group that is? Nigerians. And they just as black as Wesley Snipes. Should we not be studying them to see what it is that they're doing? they multi-degree. It's the, and I'm not talking about the ones that just arrived here. <laughs> I'm talking about first, but second, and third generation. It.
1: Look at it. Look at every other country but us. They come here. They come to our our facilities. They get all of the training. They get everything. They send the money, and they send all of their education that they learn back to their own country.
2: To the tune of about $23 billion a year.
1: Wait a minute. And then how many of them speak multiple languages?
2: Oh, they speak all kinds of language. And you know, Nigeria, population-wise, they would be the second largest population in the world in 2100, passing China. They would be India, then Nigeria. But and I'm going to say thing. this, too: this is the thing. hmm China is the enemy of the United States, that's the United States' enemy. You know, I don't have time to talk into it now. The United States is a blessed country. And I'm saying this because if you look at the history and the things that they fought for, I know slavery was one thing, yes, but the things that occur in history, we have no control over. But if you look at the battles fault, fought, look at the war against Mexico, when Texas seceded from Mexico to become a part of the United States. Look at uh, World War II fighting against the Japanese Empire. And Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. They could have came right over to the West Coast and bombed the heck out of it. No telling where we'd be today. And many of those battles could have went either way. But for some reason or another, the United States prevailed. They prevailed. So like I said before, the, the things that brought you here today, all the reasons the course of events we have no control over we know we're here today and it's our responsibility to make what we lead to our children better than what they found with us you talk about standing on the shoulders of your ancestors but if you an ancestor that's laying flat on your back and your child is standing on your shoulders they can't see no further than they could without standing there these are things that have to be done I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate the conversation with you. As I said before, you're willing to listen. And I could tell that how you listen. you got a profession at that. You do very well. You've been trained. You've been educated. you not <laughs> no dummy.
1: And I thank you. I thank you for calling in. And I, I always tell my listeners, I said, um, Uh, I said, see, we can get along, people. We just have to have respect and be silent and listen to one another. That doesn't mean that we agree with everything, but it doesn't mean that we disagree. When we listen, we find that we have more common ground than we do. Differences. And that's when we will begin to grow, when we realize this. When we realize that we're stronger together. We don't have to all be the same because it'd be a pretty boring earth if we were all identical. We're you strong in our right. differences, but when we come together and we appreciate and we respect that, that's when we become stronger. But when we let the small things like the color of your skin, I don't like you because you're lighter than me or your skin is paler than mine or your hair is longer than mine or you're shorter than me or whatever it is. That's when we have a problem. But like you said, that's, that's a show for another day for us to learn how to come together as a people and start to share that knowledge. I share What's the your knowledge hours? through my program.
2: On Fridays at what time?
1: this is a um this was a special program um Hello. we usually do because i'm coming back this is the new year and I just started a new program um uh, the first Saturday of every month i do my focus after dark uh program that starts at eleven p m The regular program usually this program would be usually tomorrow night at um nine p m same time that I started tonight. It usually airs on Saturday nights. And it's called um, Focus After Dark? I'm starting After to Dark. get the guest list together. Focus mm-hmm. After Dark, that's a different program. This is Healing Through Hurt. Um, healing a healing Through Hurt. hurt. Heal yeah, heal, well, he healing Through Hurt. Yeah, healing through I'm going to try to look through you, through you up in the future.
2: Yeah, I'm going to try to look you up in the future and see what yeah, your topics are. I'm everywhere as so. <laughs> well. I don't, I'm
0: I don't everywhere. call
2: in on relationships and things like that. I try to get to uh, economics, education, and subjects like that. Uh, something I think is important. So. Uh,
1: well, I think that you should call in on relationships because we have to heal from the family out. And a lot of times I always say one of my um, key words is that I tell people what they need to hear. I will never tell them what they want to hear. And I talk to my fellow sisters out here because we got to do better. We have to do better. So, well, that'd be a good know, topic to I better. could
2: talk on. <laughs> so I'll look yeah. look you up. Uh, that's on Fridays, <laughs> you say, uh, Saturdays, healing through hurt. I'll look you up.
0: Yes.
1: And you Eastern and Standard first- Time.
2: I'm in Central. Right now yes. it's 943 here. And where yeah, and it's you, almost what,
1: eleven here. Yeah, I'm in Maryland, so. so it's almost eleven o'clock here. But okay. um, this come um, next month, the first Saturday of next month, my mm-hmm. uh, topic of discussion will be um, the strays and the squatters, and <laughs> that's talking about us hooking up with all the wrong people, letting them into our world, and then we're taking care of them. So um, we have. And to what's heal your our name? My name is Pianki. Uh, my, my name is Pete Okay Maria. Well, I tell you yeah. what
2: Maria, I'm gonna try to be on one of your yeah, programs like in the future. And uh we can see if we can share thoughts <clears throat> and experiences more important and those that's listening, hopefully they can get something out of it to help make their lives better.
1: Oh most definitely. And if you hear go back and listen to the beginning of the show I named I just ran our analytics and we picked up some new countries that are listening. So we are hurt around the world, and um, I've been doing this for about 11 years now. So I'm I'm pretty much a a veteran at uh, this. But, yeah, first Saturday, look us up. Um, I will be back. See Maria Wall, they call me Dr. C. Um, You know, that's just who I am. But this is Healing Through Hurt. If you do a Google search, we should come up in the first – we should be in the first spot, and you can just pick us up and – joining me again so it was great love your name it was great um, is, what's it was the, great you love your name
0: huh? Well, what's the you origin know, name,
2: name? <laughs> name indicates land history and culture so when I tell people my name Pianki Bancoli is this part of it's real long then those in the know know where I'm you know associated with Bancoli is Europe and Nigeria Piyaki is uh, northern Sudan I'm a natural born United States citizen though, so my parents uh-huh. made me that for some reason. It wasn't immediately cool. I just gave it was for a I reason. just gave
1: a shout out to Nigeria and South Sudan uh earlier today because those are some of the uh places where I do have listenership, so
2: <laughs> Yes. That's well, it good. it was good but, talking uh, to you. Absolutely, Maria. It was
1: good talking so I, to you.
2: I'll let you get off. You about ready to get off anyway, so you can let some other callers uh, call in. I, I hope they uh, forgive me for hogging the show, but uh, hopefully it was worth it. But I'm gonna get out of here. I'll talk to you, you later.
1: They're there and they listen. They listen. If you yeah. want to leave some some, if you want to leave a last um, words of wisdom, feel free. I have about 13 minutes left, so feel free. I mean. Uh, I like that my my listeners tend to listen when there's a good conversation. They like to listen because they have their pads and papers ready and they take notes. So.
2: Well, you know the, the um, thing like you say, politics is not going to do what for you, especially at the at the top level. Your politics is local, and it's not about it's not about it's about it's not a, it's about p- interest, not permanent friendship, but permanent interest. That's what it's about. Your Local politics And a politician really If you as a community have a problem You choose amongst you Look we need to send you To see if you can on our behalf Get this through Okay they go We get it done they come back But now you got people that make a Maxine Waters Been there for 30 some odd years Pelosi is 80 years old You know there's something going on There and people should look at that like that. And don't criticize somebody because they are have done well in the system and they are of a political persuasion opposite of yours. If they didn't care about you, they wouldn't be back there trying to get things over and tell you. You know, people that has been on the other side of the mountain come back and tell you what you need to do so that you can get over here on the other side of the mountain. But if you don't want to listen, and if you fight them, well, human nature is going to tell them that, well, I'm going to get away from here. I'm just wasting my time. Nigerians are not going to teach your children how to take power from them. Whites not, Asians not. It's up to you. Nigerians is black as Wesley Snipes. They ain't going to teach your children how to their children how your children how to take power from their children. Nigerians, Ghanaians, Cameroon—they have the Nigerian American beauty contest, Ghana American beauty contest. My wife is Ghanaian, Cameroon American beauty contest. What is that telling you? They're not looking to get involved in the African American beauty contest in the United States. It's about competition. People fool you with these. Oh yes. People fool you with these words of white supremacy and. Racism. Racism is legal as long as you don't violate somebody's civil rights. Think about it. Race, civil rights is between people, not between people and government. Look at the act. It's between people. So if they don't violate your civil rights, they can call you whatever they want to. You can't legislate, at least they try sometimes, how people feel about you. I mean, that's just the way it is. And white supremacy yep. is not that whites think they better. Of course, there's some out there that's misled. But when you look at certain areas and industries like offshore oil well drilling, equity finance, boycott, and sanctions, normally the faces behind those are white. So guess what? You got to compete against them. And when you yep. get your children ready and prepared, then you bring in the rebel rousal that kicks the doors in. But if your children are not prepared, the doors stay open five minutes and only two people walk through. Well, guess what? You're not getting the benefit of the doubt. You're not getting as much as you should get. And when you did last in many categories or near last, Baltimore had what uh, three thousand some odd students to take the math exit exam, and only about fourteen passed with proficiency. That's terrible. That ain't them children's fault neither. Mm -hmm. That's black society's fault. So anyway, let me get out of here. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Oh I'll talk to you Maria.
1: (laughs) All righty. Thank you so much Uh, for calling in and you have a great remainder of your weekend and beyond.
2: Thank you, ma'am. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye.
1: All right, bye bye. So again, what what we've had here this evening is that when we listen we, we started off talking about the issues in, uh, that happened a few days ago at the Capitol, but what we ended up with was coming down to the elephant in the room that no one is really willing to um, discuss. It comes down to accountability. It comes down to self-education. It comes down to working together. And we've all heard about the crab pot mentality where if a door is open, we don't want the next person to get ahead of us. So we end up going nowhere because we don't want to come together to help to encourage and lift up the strongest of us who can then pull us all up together. Oh, no, we have to try to keep, oh, no, where you think you're going, and we want to pull everyone down. So we stay at the bottom. So it doesn't matter who's in office until we're ready to take accountability for our destiny and our success. And we need to come back home and start to educate ourselves and then our children so that they can educate their children. And we break the chains that our ancestors died for. We're not going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter how many doors are open for us as a people. Until we learn our worth and we accept our accountability, we're not going to move. So it's amazing how this conversation started off about the ugliness in this world right now. We had someone who was an African-American who voted for Trump and the current leadership in this country. Did we go off on this tangent of fighting back and forth and name-calling and threats and all of that? No, we did not. That's the one thing that i love. Not because this is my show. But because... This is that uh, place where we can prove to the world that we can have a discussion. Uh, Caller, if you um, can reach out to me personally, I don't bring people who are on block numbers on air because of the uh, nature of this particular program. I will not have it tainted by someone who could possibly come on and uh, say some things that um, this program is not about. You just missed a wonderful, wonderful discussion with someone who was a um, supporter of the current leadership. We heard from that side, but in the end, we... Um, We came on board and um, we found that we had so many things in common, common grounds where we know what we need to do to make sure that we, the people, are thriving and moving forward in this country So, again, we have about five minutes left in our program. And as always, before we go, I want to leave you all with our normal thoughts. I want to pray each and every one of you enough. I want to pray enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I also want to pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I want to pray you enough smiles to turn the frown that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I want to pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be coming your way from this very moment and beyond. Next month on Focus After Dark, which will air at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, the first Saturday of February, Uh, We have about four minutes. We have a caller, caller 8125. 8125, good evening.
3: Can you hear me? Yes. You you can hear me. Okay. I called because the show is supposed to be about um, hate. So I just got here, so I wanted to find out if it's hate between Political parties, hate between men and women, hate between women and women, hate between men and men. Um, any particular type of category of hate that you're talking about?
1: We started off, uh, the show was talking about getting past what we saw in D.C. We only have about three minutes left. I'm sorry. Um But what we had gotten into, a caller who was a Trump supporter called in. We had a really good discussion about what's going on in the state of this country right now. And um, I'll probably do another show, and I do hope that you call in. And um, maybe next week I'll pick up where I left off with part two. Uh, We started at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and I'd love for you to call back. But it's about the state of how... People need to come together to try to uh, bring this country back to where we need to be um, as a people, because I think that we are stronger together. So, um, yeah, that's where we ended up, and we really found political. out we had a lot in common. Not necessarily oh, okay. political. It, it ended up being about um, how we can heal our communities as a people, Take the government out of it. How can we work together to heal our communities? Because I think that that's the missing well, piece in all good. of this now. Know, that's that. a good
3: question. Yeah. yeah. You know, how do people heal? Yeah. So most of the time they have to ride through it. There's supposedly psychological counseling. I don't know if there's counseling to be on the kind of scale that you're talking about. But I would imagine people have to go within themselves and find the inner strength to go on. That's all you can do. Either that or commit suicide. So if you're not going to commit suicide, then you're going to have to find the wherewithal to continue to, to move on.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, we have about one minute left in our program, and it may cut you off. But I'm going to do a part two next week. So if you'd like to call back then um i'd love to have you okay yeah all right thanks yeah i just got the 92nd right. warning but thank you so much for joining in and i hope you do call back so that we can pick up where we left off and talk about this
3: all right okay thank you bye bye
1: thank you have a great evening so everyone oh my gosh i'm so sorry that we got callers falling in now that we're ending the program um wow <laughs> So, I may do a part two next week to pick up where we left off. But until then, uh, we had a good conversation tonight. So, as we begin, we're going to end with Tori Lee's Good Music. And I want to thank you all. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And um, yeah, I may do this again next week so that we can continue our conversation. So, until then, be well, be blessed. I'm Dr. C, AKA the she Shiro, right here at All Ground Zero. I will see you again soon here on the Healing Through Hurt ITalk Radio Network. Until then, take care, everyone. I get lost.